You are listening to Shake It Out on Open Lines Radio. Follow Soraya the Great on Instagram at The Experiment House. Follow me on Instagram at tincan.telephone. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. You know, we uh, this, this originally aired as a, a live stream on Podbean. We're doing that now. Everything's going out live. Uh, we had uh, quite a few listeners on this one. It was kind of exciting. And uh, you, if you want to follow us and listen to the live streams, you're going to need to download the Podbean app and follow Open Lines Radio. And that's all you need to do. And it's so easy. And then when these go live, you'll get a notification and you can you can join. And you, you'll see we, we, we did take a caller, a live caller. It didn't go quite as we had hoped, but it went. And we know that it works. And so we'll look forward to uh, expanding our, our topics and bringing in new voices as we move forward into the future. Uh, if you're also if you would if you're interested in starting your own podcast, Podbean is the perfect place to do it. Go to OpenLinesRadio.com, uh, scroll down to the bottom right, click the uh, Podbean button, and go sign up. And the next thing you know, you're doing your own live streams. All right, let's get to this. Uh, enjoy. Why would you lie about how much 
So there, uh, I, I texted you the other day. I had a, a, a reason. I had a, a topic for today, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was because uh, Holly and I were doing a mixtape mm-hmm. that, that we air on Open Land Radio, and I was talking about you, and I was referring to you as she. Mm-hmm. And after we went to the song, Holly said, "I don't." She, when she's talking about Rosie Copacetic, she identifies as a boy. And so I just don't know. I so I, I just realized that I need a lesson on pronouns. So the hilarious thing is that when I um, I said out loud, like, "Oh, we're going to be talking about pronouns this week," and everyone in the room laughed at me, like, "Haha, you need that." <laughs> <laughs> So this can be good for both of us. I am, good, um, good. yeah, I'm notoriously very um, absent-minded with people's pronouns, and I offend my friends very often, and I'm not proud of it. And uh, uh, I'm like the worst in our friend group. Like everyone knows, like yo, you suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is gonna be good. Yeah. Um I, I want to know like when when else it comes up in life, like not just in relation to me, like, has it come up for you before? Has it come up in conversation? Is it a thing that like you hear your kids talking about? No, it's not, it's not a thing. And, and, and so that's why I don't think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I mean, the, the only others, the, the, when I started thinking about it the other day, because a friend of yours uh, reached out to me about doing a, um, a podcast mm-hmm. on his radio and, she was referring to herself as they, you know, or mm-hmm. she actually referred to you as they. And then mm-hmm. I went and looked at her page and she says they, them. So I'm, I'm, I'm slaughtering it now. They referred to you as that they, mm-hmm. And that's when I first started thinking about it. Yeah. And my background is a te- as a technical editor, 10, 10, 15 years of technical editing where mm-hmm. my whole job was to get through a hundred percent as close to a hundred percent clarification as possible. And so to me, that means in my writing, I'm trying and speaking, I'm trying to describe, you know, present the visual for somebody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it just, so, so my natural thing is to just go with the visual, but I'm trying to yeah. be better and I want to be better. And I want to know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like, is it really that? And, and, I'm, and I'm trying, I hope I don't come up across as, trying to sound like I'm trying to make fun of it. I'm not, I'm really trying to understand it, but, but do people yeah. who associate as say as they or them, mm-hmm. do they get upset when you call them something else? Or is it just the way they would prefer? I think for starters, we have to acknowledge that it's a much, much bigger, deeper, more mixed up ocean than that. It's, Right, it's going right. to vary from yeah. It's going to vary from person to person, and it's complicated. And we all have to buckle up because, in my experience, it's very much like that. It's like, hey, you know what? In this wild frontier that we're in now, where everybody gets to assert their individuality and say, like, hey, this is me in the world, and this is how I want you to see me in the world. It means that we all have to take a lot more time looking at each other from now on because it's not just about like. Oh, well, you look like this. Like, these are my ideas about like, like it, it honestly, I'm going to say easy and, and difficult. And we can't really talk about it like that without offending people. But it used to be easy, right? We all used to like you were one thing or you were the other thing. And everyone was on the same page about that. And that was the way that it was. 
And then suddenly we were not all on the same page about that. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but, um, some of us still are on this page. So it's really complicated for a lot of us. But then the, those of us who aren't on this page are like really, really mad about it all of a sudden. Like in my experience, what you just asked, do people mind in general? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. They really do. And, and I guess I guess my thing is I just don't know a lot of people that I in in, mm -hmm. in, in my day to day life yeah. that identify as anything other than he or she. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, like I said, like the, like the, I, I really do try, but it's like trying to like order off a fast food menu in Spanish when you don't know Spanish, mm -hmm. but you're, like, you're, mm -hmm. like, it's going to take some time. I, I feel like, I mean, well, how do you, how do you identify yourself generationally? Like, like, uh, generationally, I think in terms of Pluto, do you do that? I look at where Pluto is. And so I think of myself as um, like the Scorpio generation, I think, or maybe like, the truest like heart of the millennial core that people are on. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the Gen X. Tell me, can you tell me, um, can you contextualize it with Pluto? Does that, uh, like what, can you tell me what year, what year you were born? 73. Okay. So does that make you, I think that makes you a Libra. Pluto is in Libra then I think. I'm going to check now. Hang on a second. I've been doing it like this a lot lately because I find that it makes a lot more sense than the sort of like anthropological roadmap that we've got where we just sort of draw a line at 20 years. Because the thing about Pluto is that it moves anywhere from like, I think it's 11 to like 36 years. And I found in terms of like trends throughout history, if we're looking at people and what we've done, that it makes a lot more sense to look at, you know, this particular ring of influence and, and to categorize us that way. Um, you said 70, what? Three. 73. That makes you, yeah, that's Libra. So that is, um, no, you pulled that out of your head. I, I have an ephemeris up. <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. Cause I've been looking at it. I wrote a horoscope. I wrote my first horoscope recently. And I've been thinking a lot about Pluto, um, because of this, um, Pluto Capricorn conjunction that has been trying to kill me. And, um, I've been studying astrology and it's fucking malarkey and I'm really bad at it. So, <laughs> so it's at the forefront of my mind, but yeah, so, uh, your generation, definitely. That's like, if we, if we look at your generation, we think of, of like, I think of you guys as like brothers and sisters to the, to the, uh, the Z's and the, the, the millennials and whatever, because you're about my siblings' age, and so I think of I think of it that way. How do you think of it? How does yeah is yeah you're thinking about it different than no no totally totally that that's how, that's how I think about it as well, and and I also think that our, our my generation um, is kind of the one we I kind of like we're, we're the rebellious ones that broke away from the parents and paved the way for, mm -hmm. but but when it comes to topics like I think this, of you guys as the new parents if the that new makes parents sense. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, like you I'm had really to break older. all of the parenting I'm feeling, paradigms. I'm feeling very, very baby boomery because I'm having a hard time with pronouns <laughs> and I'm trying to like not yeah. discount it the way uh, yeah. some, someone older than me would. So I'm, I'm trying to embrace it. <clears throat> you know, I actually, um, I discounted a facet of it. So like a thing that I, because I'm on the internet, because I, I was raised with the internet and everyone on my generation is on the internet. All of the kids who have come after me on the internet are like, completely foreign beings to me. Like they're a much more savage, rabid race of 
like the future, like they're the bright, shiny future that I can't look at. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're too, they're too far ahead of the rest of us. And I've already, they've already swum out further than I'm comfortable with. And so like when those kids were putting their pronouns in their like internet bios and things, I got annoyed. And I actually made a comment about it out loud once at band practice, because this is where I, you know, this is where I grow and mature the most is when I can say dumb shit to Taylor at band practice. Yeah. So band practice, I was telling Taylor, like, listen, I get that these like young social justice warriors are out here, like trying to like do their part or whatever, but I think it's annoying. I think it's annoying. Like, I don't, this isn't a struggle for you. I don't want to hear what your preferences are. And that was the first time that it was pointed out to me, like, hey, maybe people aren't talking about things that they prefer though. It's not a preference. It's not like you're giving someone preferential treatment. You're not doing them a favor, you know? Like people are trying to look you in the eyes and say, hello, this is my, you know, this is my humanity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a humbling experience for me. And I had to recontextualize and think about it differently. And then I had to start thinking about like, Hey, wait a second. Have you ever actually thought about like, uh, okay, this is going to, this is going to be like really heavy handed and it's going to go some places. Are you ready? But like, how, how often do you think about like your manhood and like your place as like a man and what that manliness means? The, the, I, I think about it a lot, actually, mm -hmm. um, to be honest. I don't know if that was the answer you were expecting. No, can we go there? Can we can we yeah. talk about it? Like, what is it? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, how do you, what do you think about what, how do you contextualize it? Well, it, it's funny how you said that you feel like, like we're the new parents, because that's kind of where, where I've always, or not always, but in my older, as I've gotten older, it, it's, I, I can take, go back to, 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 uh, you know, how my, my dad choosing to leave our family when I was young mm -hmm. and not really having a positive male role model to now that's kind of the role I've taken on is is like I always I, I'm the one in the group that's the, the comforting father figure, I guess. Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of the role that I I don't necessarily mean to play, but it's kind of the role that I always seem to fall into. Mm hmm. And, and 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 I think about it a lot, but I, but, but I also come from Mormon up, uh, from a Mormon upbringing where the male is is, uh, and then maybe that shit's deeper than I think it is, you know, or it's mm -hmm. deep. If that I left the church young, but there were still things that were programmed mm -hmm. from infancy, and that might be things something to do with it too. Because I think yeah. the Mormon church think of the the men think a lot about manhood. I think a lot of religious groups, actually, that's sort of, that's a normal thing in a, in a religious setting is you, you, you relate yourself to like, what's expected of you, you know, like, what does God expect of me? Like, what is my purpose on earth? And a lot of the time that comes down to like, well, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a father figure, I'm whatever. So I have these jobs to do. Yes. Um, we don't I have to keep shit together. Yeah. See, what are, what is anyone's job anymore? <laughs> what are, what are. I think the idea of, okay, so we've reached a point now, it's 2020, right? And enough people are like, hey, here's an idea. What if we branched out? What if we asked for more? Because the reality is that like more of us want to be doing other jobs. We want to be doing other things, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like yesterday, um, my friend's mom just passed away. And um, it's a hard time because nobody is having company and doing things and whatever. But my friend's mom just passed away. And so... Um, he came over and, uh, I was making, I was making dinner cause it was just, you know, it was late and nobody had eaten. And so we're making, I'm making dinner and somebody comes in the kitchen and they, they said, Oh, are you being the den mother? 
looked him dead in the eyes and I said, not if you ever refer to me that way ever again, I am making dinner. That's what's happening. You know, like I, I saw a need, I saw a job that I could do and I did that thing. But like, it was just so gross. So gross. Like, why do I be the dead mother? Like, the fuck is that? And, and you know, to his credit, he immediately apologized. And he was like, no, I'm sorry. That was just the first, you know, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I said, okay, well, from now on, just imagine that I have many enemies and, you know, call me something that inspires fear. <laughs> he, that's, yeah, do that. And so then we started talking about Dune and whatever. But, you know, it's very much that. It's very much like, hey, how about you don't look at me and decide about how about we take some time and we turn this into a, a two-way street? You know, we make it more of a conversation, which is not the way that, that, that's not how things work in this world. There's not as much space for that. There's not, we don't have conversations. It's like you said, if you're writing something or if you're editing something, like I have something in front of me, like I'm doing a job here. I need to clarify this. I need this to be accessible and I need it to be done. And it's easier to just say what I see. Right, I'm trying to get as many people to understand as possible. And so when I throw in, a, if I were to throw in a pronoun mix up, there are gonna be more people who stumble on that than there are people who continue with the flow, you know? Right. That makes sense. It does make sense, but that was then. And this is now, and now enough of us are saying something about it and making enough noise about it where it's a thing that we're having conversations about. And my least favorite thing is when someone says to me, well, listen, in the English language, they, is a plural, no, shut up, stop. That is intolerance, point blank period. Language evolves and we have millennia, we, right? Like we've got enough history, we've got enough human history to draw from that teaches us. Like language is a living and breathing thing and it lives and it dies and you can get over they being plural. How, how do you identify? It's- okay. How would you prefer to be, how would, how, how do you identify and how would you like, cause I talk about you a lot mm -hmm. um, on, you know, talking on open lines radio and I'm talking, I talk yeah. about your podcasts and, yeah. and, and I refer to you as she, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that's offensive or how should I, what should I you specifically? How, what, how should I refer to you? Specifically, it's a little bit tricky because it depends on where I am in the world. So like, you know, safety is a real concern for a lot of people and pronouns are, are like, it's not, like I said, it's not preferential. It's a safety thing. It's, it's, this is how I am in the world and this is how I am safe in the world. And, um, the way that I look and the way that I present most often is as a she. And so, you know, for the most part, she is fine. It doesn't upset me and it doesn't bother me. And for a long time, I was exclusively heteronormatively she. That was how I understood myself and, and like my existence. And that was what I related to. That was what, you know, that's how I thought of myself. And at some point that changed and that's still not quite, it's not public, it's not public access information yet. So in general, I tell people that they can refer to me as she, they can also refer to me as he, and they can refer to me as they. And I think for the purposes of like, you know, future open minds broadcasts and things that maybe I'll exclusively go by they because it should be something that people practice. And I would prefer if people got used to the idea of saying they produced this show or they said this or this thing happened and I heard them say, you know. Okay. Well, I'm I will, not trying to be. I will refer to you as they. 
Yeah, I'm not trying to be cagey or, or not never, answer you, your question. I mean, we've just never had this conversation, and you've just never. Um, yeah. I've never heard you refer to to yourself in any way. I guess so. It's it's, it's I just didn't know. In uh, in certain print publications now, I'm going exclusively by he, and that is my that is my preference in those spaces because I want it to be when there is no image of me. I want people to read my words with the authority of a he. I want people and to, I guess, to. When I hear you talk about Rosie Copacetic, you say the Rosie Boys. And so yeah. you have talked about yourself as a he. And so it has been kind of insensitive of me to not have asked. See, the thing is, though, like also for me and my circumstances, it's different. It's not, I never made it a point to bring it up and to talk about it. And so it's, it's, it, how do you know that that's not just me being glib, right? Like, how do you know that I'm not just throwing it off the cuff and I'm not just saying that. And also I am doing a little bit of that. I mean, like that's my whole work with the Rosie boys, right? Is just like, listen, we're here and whatever. And we're saying stuff and making sounds. And if they mean something to you, cool. But like, that's how I've always taken it until Holly said something the other night to me. And I was like, oh shit. Well, hey, but good for Holly though, because that's a, that's an astute thing to pick up on. You know, it is, it is, it is glib, but it is also intentional. I, I do say the Rosie boys, like we are the boys. Maybe Taylor Ruckle doesn't identify as a he and I'll, and I'll leave them the space to, you know, clarify that for themselves. But like in that context, like, nah, dude, like we're the boys and we're doing the work. Does that make sense? It's not yeah. as, um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and so that, 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 that goes along there with kind of what we were talking about. You were asking me how I, if I identify or, or you know, if I recognize my manhood, and and mm -hmm. I guess w what you're saying is, is it's not just masculine, feminine in your physical bodies anymore. Now it's everything. Like there are times where you mm -hmm. are doing the thing and you're doing the work and that's when you're the he. And there are times yeah. and you can be all of these things. That's the they, them. Like you are, it, it, it is plural, but everybody is multiple things. There are also, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's a long, rich history of this in different cultures and a lot of indigenous cultures. Um, give me a second to think of which one specifically, because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think about this. But in, in one particular community that I'm thinking of, there's a group of, there's a group of people that, uh, that are freshwater entities. So like, you know, they were born of the river uh, and, and there's, their spirit is, it's a water spirit. And it's got this like human physical manifestation. I think it's the, the Yakaruna maybe. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm really butchering this, but um, that's a whole other can of worms. Like in our modern society, we don't make space for that. Like, frankly, that's the kind of thing that someone might call crazy talk. That's the sort of thing where we draw a very hard line and we say, no, we will not for, you know, we're just not allowing for that one. Like, wait a second, like you're a person, okay? And that's, that's gotten us this far. That's what I'll say about it. Like the thing is, is as someone who has a little bit of wiggle room, like I have enough privilege that I can go out in the world and people don't look at me and immediately try and murder me. Like that's a real thing. Like for my friends who, who identify, um, you know, with different pronouns than people expect just by looking at them, like it is a, it is a life or death thing. And it's less life and death for me. And knowing that, I have to be able to like, I, I still got to humanize the assholes on the other side who are trying to do the murdering. I still have to be able to talk to those guys and sit down because I know those people, you know, like those are, those are my friends. Those are members of, of congregations that I've been a part of. Those are community members. Those are teachers and parents and other people that I know who don't understand 
Like, how do you bridge that gap? You just, like, I know it sounds silly to you, but it's not silly. I know it's, I know you feel that type of way, but like, why do you feel that way? You know, like, why can't we ask for more? Why can't people choose? Because you didn't get to choose? Right, right. Someone right. actually said that to me. Someone was like, well, well, I wanted to be a little boy and I didn't get to, you know, like I had to do girl stuff. Like I didn't get to have the kind of fun that I wanted and that was just my luck in life. That sucks, bro. <laughs> that fully sucks. I wanted to play Power Rangers and not Sailor Moon in kindergarten. And I like Sailor Moon, but I wanted to be the Red Power Ranger and I could not. Why? Because you're a girl. That's stupid. I run faster than any of you. I jump higher. I punch harder. Like, what does that actually mean? You know? Right. Yeah. I understand 100%. I under understand completely. And now people get to choose. Now I get to tell you with complete certainty, like, hey, actually, this is, this is me. I am bestowing the privilege upon you to know me. Are you going to be cool enough to, like, you know, just learn how to talk about it or what? Yeah, yeah, and I and I think it probably it just goes. I mean, it's a two way street though because it's like, how do you know unless somebody tells you? Yeah. And I feel like mm -hmm. I feel like there are people that I've just continued to offend because yeah. probably because like you say there are life and death situations where that where they're in where telling somebody might bring harm and it's just they just deal with it rather than than mm -hmm. than say it. So, but I I think. There needs to be people, or everybody needs to accept what it is, or what, or what people identify as. But at the other, the other side of it is they need to tell us. And and but it's like you were saying earlier, like you at at first you found it annoying, you know. So there's yeah. there's how many people that find it annoying. So when people do go to tell them, it's like oh, I'm going to have to hear about how ridiculous this is. It's easier to just let them call me what I don't want to be called or how I don't identify. And in doing that, it's just, they're just dying on the inside. I don't know. It's rough. It's yeah, it's rough. And I'm one of those assholes too, that gets it wrong. I mean like my very best friends. Um, so like my best friends pronouns are they, them. And I, you know, I knew this person before their, their pronouns were formally they, them. And so I use their old pronouns out of habit all the time. And um, I learned the hard way, like it's, you know, it hurts them. And also I needed to stop apologizing. Like that was the most irritating thing. And that happens a lot um, when you make a mistake and then you say to that person like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like I'm really trying. Cool, cool, cool. But try in your own time, you know, like don't, don't make me an apology. Correct yourself. Practice, you know, in your own time, if it's really this serious and you really can't get it, I have to practice. I have to like in my head, I'll be like, oh, uh, they and I are going wherever and I and I just like run drills in my head because otherwise I'm so afraid that the next time I'm on the phone with them I'm going to use the wrong pronouns when I'm talking to them. Um, it's I also realized that when I got annoyed at all of those you know all of the the youngins who are ahead of the curve truly who like get it and are making space for this and don't have this sort of like generational baggage and trauma that that's the way that you have to do it you have to create safe space you know like a person is not going to come out of their shell and tell you that unless they know that they're safe. And so one way we can do that is we can normalize it. We can use our pronouns. We can let people know like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm Sadaya. Um, you can call me he or she or they or whatever. And if they want to tell you, then cool. And if they don't, at least they know, you know, at least they know what they're working with. 
Right. Right. Well, and then, and then, that's going to be, it's just, so. I mean, it's taken so long just to take, like, I, I, as an editor, and in my day-to-day -day life, I do this mm -hmm. to, to people who, like, I always like when writing when editing a, like a proposal, I will change man hours to labor hours or humankind, mm -hmm. to, mankind to humankind. Like I always take the masculine mm -hmm. down and make it uh, gender neutral, universal. But yeah, that's not the that, that that's not the norm. You know, it's it's hard enough. It's been hard yeah. enough just to make that normal. Yeah, normal we're, we're we're creating all kinds of new normals, and look at how uncomfortable everyone is about it. It's not change is not copacetic at the best of times it's choppy and it's you know it's rough and it sucks and we're making mistakes as we do it the other thing too is like we have to accept that we got to go beyond male and female because there are people out there who use pronouns like z and zim and zed and it oh i knew an artist who went by it i knew an artist who went by it and um currently they identify as a beam of light and i and I can understand there are people that have a problem with it, but so what? Like, let that person identify as a beam of light. Why? Why do we? What? What is this holdup that you think that human beings have right. of this change? I uh, I was watching Drag Race, and um, or actually I wasn't watching Drag Race, but I was watching something, and then suddenly there was a drag queen. It might have just been like an advertisement for a makeup commercial. Like they do that now. Um, that's become mainstream. And someone was sitting with me and they, they were really disappointed. And they said, see, like that used to be a boy and now like question mark. And I just thought like, nah, dude, <laughs> that's, I get, okay. I get that not all of us have like put in the man hours, right? Like not all of us watch things like drag race and like take in, you know, like actively like break down these thought patterns. And that is the thing that I had to do. I was raised in a religious background, which comes with inherent homophobia. And I don't care who you are and what religion you're from, that shit's real. And it's in all of them. I've studied religion my whole life. I can say with certainty, every religious person I've ever known has some serious homophobia laying somewhere in some Absolutely. closet that they have to contend with. And, um, it, you know, if it doesn't, like, listen, we can't all, we can't be friends with everybody. You're not going to meet somebody from every walk of life. Like, like you said, this stuff doesn't come up in your everyday life, right? but it started coming up Never. in my everyday life. And I realized because I was making a lot of mistakes and stepping on a lot of toes, like, hey, you know what's happening here? I'm getting left behind. Like what's happening here is if I'm not careful, I'm just going to be a big schoolyard bully who never grows up. Why? Because a guy in a wig makes me uncomfortable. So I did what I had to do and I started hanging out with guys in wigs. And let me tell you, maybe it's not for everyone, but at the end of the day, I did realize it's a lot less black and white than, hey, that used to be a guy. Like, hey, that's still a person. And that person is just wearing, you know, costuming. And frankly, when any woman goes out in the world wearing any of that stuff, that's not a woman. That's a person in costuming. Like, that's a person in drag. It's the same thing. It's just that you've normalized one and you, you, don't, you don't see that. That's what it boils down to is you have... You've been thinking about it in this way for such a long time that you think like that's normal, but it's only normal because we've all been collectively talking about it and thinking about it in this way, not because it is biologically so, or because there is any sort of divine imperative or like none of that shit's real. You guys, we all just walk around and we make up the rules as we go. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. 
high heels were invented for men. Dresses weren't, you know, skirts were invented for men. Yeah. We get their cast offs and then people normalize it and say, well, that's lady stuff. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> have you ever watched, have you heard of Nelson Sullivan? Uh-uh. So go on YouTube and, and type in Nelson Sullivan. And I can't remember the, the name of the, some group has collected all of his uh, videos. He was, he was, he was like social media, doing social media. He was doing like selfies before, like he basically walked around New York in the eighties with a video camera taping himself. Oh, this guy. Yes. Yes. Okay. I didn't and, know his and name. He, and he hung out with RuPaul mm -hmm. before RuPaul was really. But, was Ru yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but it's just wonderful, like cap the way he captured like the the li life in New York in the mm -hmm. '80s for um, gay, trans, you know th that community. Mm -hmm. And you can go on there, and and he's so lovable. <laughs> you can I just sit there and I watch it for hours, and um, but th that's where I kind of started. It. it I think we need like education like that. Like that should be required viewing to like, it really helps humanize people that like you grew up with probably your family, tell your family telling you that they're different mm -hmm. when you get to see like the raw emotion behind the scenes. Like we don't, that's the thing I think with a lot of people and, or homophobia is such a, a strong thing. They just don't know anybody. And so they've never, they don't associate, they don't identify those people as even being human. Yeah. Cause they've never seen any kind of like, they don't know anybody. See, let's connect some dots here, because isn't that the most human thing in the world? I have never seen it. I've only ever kind of heard about it, and so I cannot humanize it. I have a problem with it. That goes beyond, you know, when we talk about gender, too, at this point in the game, we're not even talking about sex. We're not even talking about people's intimate personal relationships. Like, things have gotten just so much more nuanced, and, and there's so much more to talk about now other than, like, well, who are we going to bed with? And if you zoom out even further, it's people's same issue with, with race and with color. Well, I grew up in these really segregated neighborhoods. I went to really segregated schools. Like, I just don't know any people like that. And, you know, it's not that I think that they're inherently bad people. I just, I don't have a problem with, right? Isn't that a thing that we hear people say all the time? Well, I don't have a problem with this group necessarily. Like, that's cool. They can do their thing. I don't have a problem with it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I don't have a problem with is not the same as I, you know, I understand, I care, I can help, I'm here. I see the damage and the issues. That's the other thing, too. When we were fucking talking about New York in the 80s, we're talking about Gotham City. People romanticize New York, and I don't know why, because for most of the time that I was alive on Earth, New York was a fucking hellhole, and then suddenly it just became super squeaky and gentrified and happy-go-lucky, and everybody moved there to have their first big job out of college, which is disgusting and doesn't make any sense because none of you can afford it, even with your disgusting corporate jobs. And then what? You're literally standing on the bodies of the people who have died here. <laughs> right. All of the black life that used to exist here that doesn't any longer so that you can pay too much money for a bullshit loft in wherever. Why? We talk about not understanding life and we, we really don't because it happens at home because we cast these kids out at home and they run away to cities and they go places where they can be safe and they can find, you know, like-minded people. And it doesn't matter like what your shtick is. It doesn't matter what your subculture is. It doesn't matter if you're queer or otherwise. Like, listen, if I don't blend in, I'm not having a good time 
or I can, that's what a lot of us do. That's what a lot of minorities do, right? Is you learn how to blend in. Yeah. I can figure out how to coast and how to get by through this system. And you can call me whatever you want. You can look at me, however, or if you're like me, you're, you're crafty and you're clever and you know what you're putting out in the world and you can call me those things. I said what I said, we are the rosy boys, right? And you don't have to call me that, it's cool, but it's in writing. And when the aliens come back and study it in a hundred <laughs> years, like I knew what I was doing. Right, right. But you were, so on, the, you were on the verge of being a, a fuddy-duddy. <laughs> I am a fuddy-duddy is the thing. I think all of us inherently, not all of us, but a lot of us, I mean, a lot of us, you know, we're just people. We're just people and people have a hard time with change. And with connecting these dots, like, okay, well, this was news to me a minute ago, and now I've got to normalize it. Right. I, I think I'm, I'm always trying to stay relevant. And in, in order to stay relevant, you kind of have to uh, change. Mm. Um, once you stick, once you, once you just decide this is who I, who I am and I'm never changing and nothing else can change either, then that's when you become irrelevant. So I'm always, I'm always trying to, which is why I'm talking to you about this because we, we just have to, as a, as a species, if we want humanity to stay relevant, we have to change. We have to roll with it. It's not even the most difficult thing that we have in front of us. It's not even the most daunting task. In fact, it's one of the most uplifting if you, if you just frame it differently, right? Like how about we contextualize it like that? We all get a choice now. We all get to be now. That's what we're aiming for here. We're aiming for everybody to be able to just exist and live, you know? It's yeah. not even, it doesn't even have to be like that, you guys. <laughs> and it is difficult. I get it wrong all the time. It is truly embarrassing. Um, my my uh, boyfriend is, uh, he, his pronouns are he, him. He's a straight, cisgendered man, and he cannot believe how fucking bad I am at <laughs> butchering people's pronouns it's really it's a thing he has to run fucking flashcards with me practically like it's like that but well it's I like learning a new language it is and like you said you it's on you you have to do put in the work yeah i don't to, fucking tell my friends how often i misgender them i just get my shit together <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it it's it, it'll, it'll it'll happen it'll it'll happen where it be, gets a little bit more more fluid and, and easier to 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 uh, re recognize. I'm, I'm, I, I, feel, I just feel like I feel, and I, I know like I should just I shouldn't even say, but I just feel terrible about the people that I think of who I don't even know if I've offended or not, and because I don't want to. I mean, the best thing that you can do is just uh, just offer that olive branch, like, hey, by the way. Um, you know, we've never brought it up before, but like, you know, you can call me these pronouns. And if you have certain pronouns you would like me to use. One of my friends actually laid us out a, a blueprint. I shout out to Chris, Chris Nolte for sending me these DMs that I'm about to read you. Um, Chris was asking me if they could boost the signal for my artwork and for things that I'm selling and whatever. And they were, they were making sure it was okay before they shouted me out certain places. And, um, and they asked me straight up, like, are there ways that you would rather me not describe you? Are there right and wrong ways to like refer to you and your art? Um, and they even let me know, like to a mostly white librarian audience, you know, it's not a big following, but I want to be able to represent you and I want to do it in a way that you're comfortable with. Nobody in 
my life has ever said anything like that to me. And I know I sure as shit haven't said that to anybody else. And it floored me. And I really sat there and I was like, damn, this is fantastic. Like, absolutely. I'm going to think about this really thoughtfully, as thoughtfully as you phrased the question. I'm going to think about this from now on. Because admittedly, I only thought about it insofar as it affected my friends and me, right? Like, that's natural. That's normal. We're humans. And there's so much other stuff going on that you're the center of your own universe. But yeah, bro, you can refer to me this way, you know, try not to refer to me that way. Whatever it I, I'm not. I'm not going to elaborate because it's different for every audience. I like but, that. Yeah, I like that idea. We need to. We need to get used to that. We need to get used to that as as a as a society of of asking people. That's the difference between I don't have a problem with and like, hey, actually, I'm here to actively take part in the future that we're all building collectively. I think is is you know we can do that. We can roll up our sleeves and we can just say to our friends and our family members, especially our family members, especially for the ones that don't think about it, have never thought about it, won't think about it. We should be bridging these conversations, you know, these gaps and having these conversations. This should be Thanksgiving table talk from now on. Like we should be doing battle with our racist, homophobic, sexist, whatever family members at the table. We should be having these conversations. Like that's your civic duty. You know, it's not for, it's not for me to go out and battle the white supremacists. We've got to fight it at home. You know what I mean? It's the same with pronouns, like casually, like, hey, we've never talked about this before. And maybe that's because we all thought it didn't matter. But like, let's just normalize it over breakfast, because then when you go out in the world, maybe you'll ask all your new friends or whatever. Right. Because when I think about about talking about it at Thanksgiving dinner, I can already imagine that. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm, These people just want to be what they want. They want, you know, I can already hear the arguments. You know, and the thing is, too, like, those arguments, like, oh, you just get to do whatever you want? Like, fucking, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the problem. None, yeah. Sorry you live <laughs> by some arbitrarily set rules. But, yeah, we get to do whatever we want now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like... We are. We don't get to, like, you don't... We, we're not going to normalize the murder of, of innocent humans anymore, okay? We're not going to... We're going to stop normalizing hatred, right? Like, we can expand our thinking. We can... We can Broaden our horizons, dudes. It's not that serious. The world is not as rigid as we make it out to be. We're not going to we're not going to lose ourselves. People are so afraid, but like, what about the children? Won't somebody think of the children? Like, just as long as you don't teach that gay shit in school, man. What is that about? What is that? Why are we teaching hatred at home? And then you're so mad and so worried about things that aren't even real. Like we're making boogeymen for ourselves. Yeah, good luck to all of us that have to go out and have those conversations. I know that I do, and I, you know, you probably do, and it's not easy. And I don't, I don't know. There's not a universal answer code. Like I don't have a cheat sheet to share with people. I don't know how you bridge these gaps. I don't know how you peacefully have these conversations because I'm still trying to figure out how not to lose my own footing, right? Like I still have to be careful that I don't close certain doors and burn certain bridges. It is, it is more precarious for some of us than others, but. Do what you gotta do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the uh, the the moral of the story is it's on each of us, and it's on each of us to educate ourselves and to educate the um, ignorant as to uh, uh, language is changing. I mean, look, look, just look at texts. I get text. I don't know what it's supposed to mean. It's a series mm-hmm. of emojis. <laughs> you know? I just sent you a gif of bird band, so you know it's everyone's out here speaking their own language. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh... 
Yeah, it's cool though. It's cool. It's like well, let language be fluid. As as a as a as a scientific technical editor of many years, a mm -hmm. a a a staunch believer in the Bible, which is the Chicago Manual of Style, <laughs> to, to to bend some walls, you know, push yeah. the boundaries. Truly. I mean, this is just the word portion. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah. There's... I mean, it's like you were saying earlier, but it goes beyond the word. Like the word, yeah. this, this is like be calling somebody by the pronouns that they identify it with is nothing compared to the life that that person is living that, that requires those pronouns to be mm -hmm. used. Mm-hmm. I mean, to really get into it, nobody's ever going to fully understand or feel the depth of your own personal humanity. Like you really are, we are all for better or worse, kind of alone out here in this universe. We're not, but we kind of are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like it's our job to do our utmost to like get as close as we can to that. Like, isn't that what everybody wants is connection and to feel less alone and to be floating through the universe, just a little bit closer to somebody else than, than completely untethered. And yeah, I yeah, don't know. Our connection. That's what it is. When like call somebody what they identify as and connect. And also, and also like there's gotta be wiggle room, you know, like it, it's, it's subject to change. Like I'm not in, I'm not in, indebted to the person that I was 15 minutes ago in any way, shape or form to continue being that person. Like if 15 minutes ago, I told you my pronouns were this and then you know, by tomorrow, I've, I've come into new information about myself where I have in right. some way changed my standing in the world with myself. And I tell you something else, like fucking go with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think we, we, people want to generalize and be like, Oh no, make up your mind or pick something or no, I think there are going to be people in your life that you, you make the time and the effort for. And if they're going to make changes and they're going to evolve, either you evolve and grow with them or you don't. That's what relationships are. And we get doctored into like families and stuff. And we think that those relationships are permanent and we don't get a choice. But like, listen, you either evolve or you don't. And I'm under no obligation to keep hanging out with you if I'm trying to evolve and you are not. Yes, exactly. And rough. And we, I don't know. I don't draw hard lines. And it's hard because talk. there are some people you don't want to lose from your life, yeah. but they just won't get it. And also different people need different things and need different time. And, you know, people in danger or people in precarious situations or people who, who have to draw different boundaries to keep themselves safe and sane might not have the energy or the capacity to like, to do the work and to like be patient with those people. But maybe I have the reserves to be patient with those people, you know, like in your own family dynamic, you know how maybe you have certain siblings who like can't get along, but like you have no problem talking to that sibling. And so you kind of, act as like the buffer or the intermediary yeah. or whatever. It's like that. The middleman. Yeah. Like, listen, <laughs> there's no way that we're going to be able to find any fucking peace if it's just the two of you. So like you stand over here and you stand over here and I'll just, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. But like, if that's what it takes and if those are people that you care about and if, you know, we all want to survive and we want to make it together, like then that's what it takes. Yeah. Exactly. This has been, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel a lot better. Um, especially knowing that you struggle too. 
I'm, yeah, I'm, my, like, seriously, he would not stop laughing on his way out the door. Like, good luck. You want to write that shit down? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> Oh, what else though? What else? What else have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Anything? Uh, yeah, anything else? You've been doing? Been um, uh, yeah, working, doing, making, trying to make art in the face of life. Um, there was a big explosion. Let's see. Speaking of drag queens, Chi Chi Devane has pneumonia. I mean, I don't know. Life never stops. It's <laughs> just an endless. Pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta laugh at it. You gotta laugh at it. You gotta sift for diamonds occasionally. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I still don't know what to call you. I will call you they. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry. I didn't make it any easier. But that's the other thing too is I don't have a clear cut understanding, and I'm hesitant to to definitively say one yourself. thing out loud because yeah. right but also like i don't want to trap myself and i don't want somebody else to use any information against me later and it's like this just i don't know being alive is so complicated and we all try and boil it down to its simplest parts but i don't i can't do that what is more simple than the pronoun as far Truly. as the simplest like like that's the essence of life and that's where, where there are people who roll their eyes at it and roll their eyes at this oh that's how they want to be called whatever but like Think about it. That's the simplest. Think about language. That's the boiled down to the essence. The pronoun it is the simplest. I, you know, the word I, yeah. it's the simplest word, the simplest, simplest form of communication. So of course, people want to be want to identify as their essence. And you know, also people will act like it's extra. Like, oh, we have to do so much now, and and certain groups of people are really asking for whatever. But you know. If I have my pronouns in a in a bio on like a public profile and I'm applying for a job, that's information that can and will be used against me. Right, and right, you know, people act very often like, "Oh, discrimination is not real." That's because it doesn't affect you. That's because you've never lost a job because of what color you are or how you identify or or you know how you present yourself in the world. And aren't you lucky? You know, I mean, I've had like some of my favorite jobs ever are, are were absolute hellscapes and were really ruined because of real serious discrimination. I mean, even it was I've had such casual versions of discrimination that I've put up with that I forget. Like, that's fucking serious, too. Mm -hmm. I should not be casually dealing like I shouldn't just like, oh, whatever. But it didn't kill me today, though. That's awful. That's awful. And for me and for everybody else, like I'm over it. And so I'm going to do my part to make sure that nobody else has to do that. And if that means maybe it's not relevant to me, maybe I don't, you know, I'm, I'm whatever I identify as the body that I came into the world as, and you can see it and that's fine. Cool. Put your fucking pronouns in your bio anyway, because you're doing a favor to the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Normalize that shit so that some of us can just get on with our lives and just fucking like get a day job. And you know, most anybody wants really is to just exist to just like get by and be okay. And so if you just accept the damn thing and you figure out what your pronouns are and what my pronouns are, then cool. Maybe like I can just go to the grocery store and it doesn't have to be a, an endeavor, you know? Yeah. I can just clock in, do my shit, clock out, leave, watch TV. Like I can just be normal. I can just hang out. Um. <laughs> Hey, I got, there's somebody that wants to uh, to join live. Do you want to take a live call? Yeah, okay. Should we? 
Yeah, we can do that. All right. This is V underscore K underscore. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yeah. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, yeah. How are Did you, you guys? Did you add? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, what you uh, you are talking, guys? Can you hear me? I'm gonna. If somebody that hasn't been listening. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for calling, guy. You All can right, catch the replay. You. <laughs> you can listen to this live. Not live. You can listen to the replay of this uh, in about an hour. Um, I think we should uh, we should call it there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun experiment. <laughs> um, thanks for uh, for taking some time. I know you had a busy weekend and squeezing me in. Cool. I'm I'm happy to do it. I'm glad that we do this. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Good luck out there. <laughs> Thank you. you. Hey, you too. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
I felt the Lord begin to peel off all my skin. And I felt the weight within it reveal a bigger mess that you can't fix. Yeah.